Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and as always, sitting here to the left of me in The Pew is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. How you doing? What's up, buddy? Doing good. I hear you. All right, you. well, you know, it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm better. You're better? I'm what better. happened? Well, uh, well, you know, we, we weren't able to do a podcast, you know, where there's a, a jump, as most people may see, there's a jump, you know, from dates, but... Uh, you know, you want to tell them where we were? Well, yeah, we went up to, we had a trip planned for a year. You and I and some other guys went up to Notre Dame and watched Notre Dame beat the pants off of uh, Florida State. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Is that why you're mad? Well, I'm frustrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. What's the levels of anger, right? Frustration, mm-hmm. disappointment, or just not even care anymore? So you're telling me I shouldn't have dressed like a giant leprechaun today? Is that awkward? Yeah, that's really awkward. The the, the, the red beard. Just, <laughs> I'm surprised you're able to talk. I look like Nick Roberts. That's right. <laughs> anyway, no man, I, I get it. You know, it, anytime your team loses, you get mad. And there's, I know you said some other things happened to you today. You're on the way yeah. here and had a flat tire. It was tire a perfect and... <laughs> day. Yeah. So I wake up on here, getting ready, and then my right rear tire is flat, and then so I got to go in my wife's car, which is zero gas. So mm-hmm. I want to make, make sure I'm not going to miss the show, obviously. Yeah. So I get down here, and I take a shortcut through Shady Grove, and there's someone driving 20, uh, literally 20 miles an hour looking at the houses. And it's a, you know, it's a double yellow line, so what can I do? I can't pass. So I have to crawl speed to the stop <laughs> sign and then pray that they turn the different direction than me. And then I get here, and uh, zero parking spot. Yeah, they got so, that, that thing going on outside that craft yeah. room, So it's I mean, it's great, great fundraiser, but, you know, for – for starting off where I was, it was it was not a good place to end up in the sense of, you know, realizing that um, I was letting myself get upset yeah. and frustrated to where I was probably taking out other people who were here to have a good time. Well, but that's, it, you know, it's funny how the spirit works because that's exactly what we pulled today was anger. And, you know, we pulled that twice now. And last mm-hmm. time we chose to talk about trust and felt the spirit was leading us that way. But, you know, when things happen twice, you know, I, you start listening you to You have it. to. Yeah, yeah, you start realizing God's trying to tell right. you something. So, you know, when when we we pulled it, we started. I started thinking last night. Was talking to you some about you know what? How do we go about speaking about anger? Because obviously, anger is a huge problem for men. It's a it's a problem in our society as a whole. And uh, you know, one one thing that was I was led to when I was praying was this verse from uh, Ephesians. It's actually Ephesians four twenty six through twenty seven, and it says, "Be angry, but do not sin." Do not let the sun set on your anger and do not leave room for the devil. And, you know, when I started looking at that verse, I went, wow, like you could really break that into four parts. And, it's really loaded, yeah. Yeah, and use it to speak about anger. So that's kind of, you know, what we're going to do today is, is walk through that verse. And and it starts off with, you know, be angry. That's the first thing that, that, that God says, you know, obviously through Paul in that letter to the Ephesians is be angry. Mm-hmm. So right then, you know, a lot of times when people ask me in our group and are you – you know, our men's group on, that we meet with on Wednesday nights, they say, well, I've been angry, and is that okay? Well, I think right here God is telling us, you know, it's okay to be angry. I gave you a range of emotions, and this is just one of them. And it's okay to be angry, but it comes with a caveat, right? I mean, it's. I think that 
that what he means there is it's all right to be angry if you're justified in that anger if it's a if it's a righteous anger because oh, i was about to ask you i did okay then yeah sorry, but it's no still did right, right like right, i mean right. it was okay for you to be mad you know about not being able to get here on time because you want right. to be here and, and do things that obviously this show is something that we try to help other people with but you weren't throwing things at somebody's car no. or like screaming at old ladies or anything like that on the way but but no it, I, like you're saying i think i think that their righteous anger is okay because we see in the Bible very you know a few different examples of of, of Jesus being angry. Mm-hmm. You know, one of which is when he goes and, and and he's walking to the temple with the disciples and he walks in and there's all these money changers and you know people selling things and they've got live animals everywhere in there and and Jesus immediately became enraged. I mean, that's his father's house to meet to to him that is one of the most sacred places that that he could be in and to see it being desecrated. He was mad. I mean, it says that he formed a whip of cords. He was kicking over tables. And, you know, obviously he was snapping a whip at people. And that doesn't usually sound like Jesus. But, I mean, Jesus was human as well. And and anger is part of our humanity. Mm -hmm. But he used it in a way that where he cleansed his father's house. He used it. There was a justified end to that anger. And so that's a good example of it right there is, is anger is something that we're given for a reason to be able to use. Another example is when Peter and the disciples are sitting there with Jesus and he's talking about, you know, how he's going to have to die for to save the world pretty much, to save us from our sins. And even though he said it 30 or 40 times probably by then in the in the gospel, they finally get it. Like a light comes on and, and you know, and, and Peter says, whoa, 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 wait, you don't have to do that. You're God and, you know, you can just stay here and everything be hunky-dory. And Jesus basically loses his temper with him and says, get behind me, Satan, like, I know that you're trying to be a good friend and all this, but you have no idea what you're talking about. You don't know what has to happen. You heard I have to die. You don't know all the other temporal things I have to go through. And it's not easy. And it's not you're not making it any easier. So Jesus had to ask one of his best friends or one of his most trusted people, look, get out of my way. Like I don't I'm angry with you right now because this is hard enough as it is. And I think that's another justified example of anger. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about the money changers, right? I mean, I think that's one where everyone really goes to as the actual action of Jesus being actual anger, acting out in anger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the background is that, you know, when, when people were bringing money to the temple, it was foreign currency. So mm-hmm. foreign currency couldn't enter the temple because it was seen unclean. So the temple had their own income. They had their own coins. So there's exchanging going on. And usually there's interest on that. Mm-hmm. You know, so the compounded interest, right? So they were making money off of something they shouldn't be making money off of. You're right. And so he was like really upset. I was going to say it's a different word, but he was really upset yeah. because they were taking advantage of people who may not have enough money to go and sacrifice and to say, well, I can't afford a, a heifer or an ox. And so, dang, because it's such an expensive cost. So I got to bump it down to doves or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, and so it was kind of like mitigating people's right to be cleansed with their sacrifice that they want to then their forgiveness of seeking God's forgiveness. Right. Um, and that's why he was so angry because it's like, this is, this is all fraud going right. on. It, you're, you're so far from what this was in, intentionally supposed to be done. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And I mean, we can, you know, you can look at an example for today. I think one that's closer to home for all of us now in the Catholic church is these scandals that are going on, right? When it, you are justified in being angry that your faith is being turned into a mockery because of the actions of some people sexually abusing seminarians and and children in some cases and 
and you're just tired of it. It's happened well, it's, time it's, and time it's again. It's terrible. We all agree that's just right. It's, it, it's such a destructive behavior to people who are innocent. Right. And it, it has destroyed the image as well. Well, and it's but it's okay in that instance yeah. to be angry. Like, that is something sure. that should not ever go on. It's something Never. that we should stand against. And you have a complete and total right to be upset with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's a more modern day, closer to home example for us. I mean, we can always quote examples from the Bible, but this is one that right now in the church is very volatile. We're and living through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's one that, that I think is, is a call from God. And, and that's another point is righteous anger is a call into greater holiness, right? It, it's a, mm. it's God's way of yeah. pushing you into saying, standing up for what's right, standing up for beliefs like Jesus did. He could have just walked through that crowd and said, well, whatever, I've got a different mission right now. But no, he said, this is not right. I am not going to stand for this. And, and that's what I believe God's calling us to do through these scandals today is to have that righteous anger to say, look, no more. This has happened time and time and again, and we're not allowing it anymore. If you're not going to do something about it, then we're going to make enough noise until you do. And and that's that's okay. I mean, you have a right to be upset about things like that. And that's why I believe God gives us that, that righteous anger. But it has to be righteous. It can't be an anger because someone cut me off in traffic and now I'm going to chase you down and, and shoot you or drag you out of a car or whatever. That is a completely different thing. And I think that takes us into our next point of the of the the verse. You know, what the next little part you can break down is, but do not sin. Mm-hmm. So he starts off saying, be angry. That's okay. But do not sin. Do not sin in your anger. Right. right. So he's quickly bringing us into, yes, it's okay if it's in the right context. And, you know, I think that one thing that we should talk about here is that, that you know, anger it can be such a huge problem for us. We we allow it to affect our lives and we allow it to affect our, our relationships if we're not careful. And I mean, just think about if somebody's ever hurt you and you're angry about it. A lot of times those people may not even know that they've hurt you. So yet you you can allow that anger to grow and to continue to just fester and to 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 cause you to be a different person. And half the time the person you're angry about may not even know that you are. You know, I've heard it said before, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, it, it, it all it's doing is eating you up inside. So God is speaking to us about don't allow that anger. You know, first of all, make sure it's righteous. Second of all, don't allow it to be something that isn't justified. I mean, maybe it is justified somebody hurts you, but don't allow that to, to turn you into something you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, something came to my mind and... Okay, so we have, we you have mean a, your mind palace. My, my mind palace. Yeah, I, I did go there for a second when you're talking. <laughs> I apologize, but that's okay. I mean, so what's a perfect superhero example of anger? Oh right? well, it's yeah. The first one that jumps out, obviously, I mean, with the popularity of the Avengers movies. Right. I'm Hulk. so sorry I went a verge this way, but I, this <laughs> is where okay. I was going. Come so, on with it, man. I'm but, a superhero fan. But I'm thinking about you know like there's anger and and this is do not sin, but then there's like this thing that we are accustomed to celebrate anger sometimes. Right. Right? We're like, yeah, you go get him. You know, he deserves it. He deserves to hear that, you know? But are we hurting people in the process? You know, and 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 um, so the superhero I was thinking about is like, you know, we it's celebrated, right? It's yeah. Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Right? I mean, so a dude gets mad much, and turns right, into a beast and destroys things. How yeah. would you like to be the property manager with the insurance policy on the, where he lives? You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> no, yeah, so, I get it, man. You're yeah. right. And it's, but you're right. That, it, it can be celebrated like a lot of other sins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 
it's you know you're not a man if you don't get back at somebody when they've done something to you you're you know if 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 you if you don't act on your anger you're you're a wuss or you're not one up right yeah you you've let someone get the best of you when christianity calls us to the opposite reaction right it's to forgiveness and and i think that's another way that god uses anger to call us into holiness is is look yes you were hurt but do you like look at jesus i mean he was tortured killed sacrificed by people and yet he loves us with all his heart still he didn't hold a grudge and say you know what you know, Father, I'm done with this. Like, who cares about them? Let's just hang out up here, you, me, and the angels. And whatever happens to them, happens to them. Let, let the devil have them. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, look, no matter what, I still am called to love. And that's what he taught us all is to love through our anger, through our hurt, through our pains. And so forgiveness is a huge part of that. But we have to make sure that our anger is not leading us into sin. Because that's it becomes the devil's playground at that point, you know. Which is dangerous because there's so many other things that come out that can come out of your anger. You know, anger in itself is a sin, but think about it. There's things that can come out of it: jealousy, envy, hate, lust. I mean, you know, I know guys that that have been angry at their wife, and they've been so angry that they've gone out and had you know extramarital affairs because they wanted to get back at their wife, or they wanted to you know they've said things intentionally to hurt somebody. I mean, I, I'm sure if we're being honest here, we both can say. You know, times where we've gotten into it with our wives and, and whether we've just had enough, you just you just blow up and you say things and as soon as they come out of your mouth, you know that, that that's something I can never take back, right? Like, even if she forgives me, that's something that will always probably be etched in her mind that I just said. And and, and the devil, it's it's almost like he's sitting there with a box of popcorn, like just watching you, watching mm. this happen, going, yeah, yeah, tell her this, tell her that. You know, you've got this thing in your ear just whispering yeah tell her tell her she's 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 not as pretty as she used to be or something or tell her you know say something that's really going to hurt her you know and, and if we're not careful then we can allow our anger to take us to a place that we really are going to have a tough time coming back from right well i mean some for me is it's frustration and and where i've had to actually apologize to christy mm-hmm. is you know i i'm so anxious at our financial status sometimes yeah. And I think that's like pretty much a, a bullseye for a lot of marriages is that, you know, you have shared finances, right? Mm-hmm. And for us who want to raise our kids into a private education, that comes with extra cost. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, you know, there's a lot of sacrificing going on, but you kind of look at the big picture, you're going, okay, are we going to have enough to like take care of ourselves? You know, we're, we're investing all this in our children. Um, and, and there's times where I get so anxious and so, so frustrated with something. And she's like, look, I'm doing the best we can. And, and that's just like, I get to where I push her into another level. And then at the end of that, you know, at, probably within five minutes, I realized I was in a wrong of doing that. And then I apologize profusely because she has, she's very good as most wives are. I've, I've had switched knowing that she is not pleased with you. Right. Right. You know, exactly. You don't have to, you don't have to like ask what's wrong. You know, what's wrong. Yeah. And, and it's the as, aspect of you realizing, okay, what was my fault in this? And, and you going, you're looking back, taking inventory of the words you said and said, and then apologizing for that and said, look, I could have come presented this a different way. And, um, you know, I, and that's the, the fault of my own, not seeing myself. No, I, you're right. And it, there's so many times that I've allowed anger from work. You know, you, somebody says something to you or your boss is all over you and you know, you're trying everything you can do. And it's just those moments that we've all had, and you walk in the house and, and like we're saying, the devil can use that to, 
you know, your wife just asks you a simple question and you just blow up because that's somebody in your life that knows loves you and that know you know that they're going to love you and they're not going to go anywhere else so you just they become a, a, a punching bag for mm-hmm. you in your fits of anger and and you know it brings us into the next part of the verses really don't let the sun set on your anger and you know that's a that's a place where angela and i struggle is we are two different type people right like i'm i can walk into this room right now and be upset and then walk right back out go oh look the birds are singing outside and walk right back in and go oh look i'm sorry i was a jerk i shouldn't have i shouldn't have acted that way i shouldn't have treated you that way i shouldn't have said that but you know she's the type that's like i don't want to see you for three days i'm going to go to target for like seven hours and this shopping and, therapy yeah right. just well i don't even think it's shopping it's like i want to be somewhere else <laughs> than you don't talk to me and so i attempt a lot to try to fix things immediately and she's and it all i do is make it worse like one of these days i'm gonna learn just to just to be quiet and let her have her her moment but you know if we're not careful we can go to bed angry Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that i mean he explicitly is saying here don't let the sun go down on your anger and the problem with that is is that you allow it to fester like we talked about you stay in a fight you know it's you wake up the next day your days the first thing you remember is is oh man we were in a fight and we're angry whether it's with your wife or something else that you're angry about and it automatically sets a, a derogatory and a dangerous tone to you the next day like Every every moment you have that God enters your life to put a person in your life as a gift, as a as an opportunity to be holy, now that anger becomes an obstacle to that holiness. You know, and that's where you're really playing into the devil's playground. Is that he's just he, he he's going, Yeah, like, okay, you had an opportunity right here to help somebody, but instead you're angry, you just you just don't you didn't talk to him. You you looked at him and looked away. I mean, there's there's so many instances to where he just he takes this and it, that anger is a foundation in which he just starts building, and and if you're not careful, it can really damage a lot of other relationships, because other people in your path don't know what's the matter with you, right? And you just treated them like you know what because something else is going on. Sure, and the more distance you put between an apology, the harder it is to apologize, mm-hmm. because then it becomes just you know you've already cut that person off, so what's the point in bringing them back in your life, right? Because it's already been like what months, years have passed, so it's like. And, and that's on you, you yeah. know, to, and that's the damage that you probably cause mostly. Right. Well, then, like you're saying, it, it, it builds, it makes room for, you know, you get you're, you were angry and you're the one that perpetrated the hurt on someone, but at the same time, your pride and your other things come in, and I'm not apologizing for that. They shouldn't have been there. Like, they shouldn't have walked in my path well, when I was angry. Known, they should have known better. I didn't have to explain it to them. Right. They should know, yeah. And the problem is, we, we as men especially, we want to be angry and stay in that. We don't. But we never want to address the the bottom line issue, right? Like, there's you're not just angry because anger was an easy thing for you to get to, or it was the first response. There's something else underlying that that causes us to to be angry, and that's I think that's what he means at the end of the verse when he says, "Do not leave room for the devil," because if if we're there's issues and we all know we have them, right? When if somebody goes, "Hey, what's what's what do you struggle with?" Not a lot of people will say it, but every single person has something immediately come to the top of their mind yeah. of like this is my vice this is my and if we don't if we don't meet that if we don't begin to to be vulnerable and to, and to be you know honest with ourselves and meet that then that becomes an issue that we begin to be angered about because we know we struggle with it we're not doing anything we're basically angry at ourselves and then we're projecting that on other people and so it becomes a place where um where you're leaving room for the devil, basically, as the verse says. Right, because, I mean, if you're angry, you're not really going to make yourself go to church. Right. You're not really going to be praying much. You're not really going to be going to adoration because you're like, no, I want to stay in this 
fueled frustration and anger, you know, in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to focus on this, I want to chew on this because I deserve this moment right. to be angry with this person. And and what you're doing is like you're pushing God away from it. You're pushing God's grace away from you, mm-hmm. which is like that's what you're like a vacancy sign, you know? Like, hello. Yeah, you know? it, it's, it's really a what it is is it's a kink in your armor. Mm-hmm. You know, you we've got the armor that you hear about in, in Ephesians. If you're if you're living the spiritual life, you've got the different aspects that, that Paul uses about the helmet and the belt and the shield and all those things. And the devil's always trying to penetrate that that armor. And that anger gives him a road. Like what I mean by that is how many times in your life where you've just gotten you're you're completely fine and then something happens and you get so like out of control to where there's thoughts that are going through your head, like I'm gonna throw something through that wall or I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that guy or and and if as long as you know if you practice the self control, you stop and go, whoa, where did that come from? To me, anger sometimes is the closest thing to modern day possession. You know, you hear all these stories in the Bible about they were possessed by a demon. They were, to me, that's where I've experienced a lot in my life where this uncontrollable rage and stuff happens. You're like, whoa, what's going on? And what it is is that issue that you've never you've never come to grips with has allowed that little bitty hole in the wall for the devil to breach, if you will, to come in and start controlling you. You start losing self-control. It drives a wedge between you and your family, which is the way that God chooses to show his love to the world. So if he can use that anger to, to do that, to put you at odds with your wife, to, to make you a dad that your children see as someone who's hateful and angry and mean and, and, and always taking out things that aren't my problem, that I had nothing to do with on me, the devil's going to use that and, and he's going to destroy relationships with it. I mean, look, there's another story in the Bible, Cain and Abel. I mean, look at that. It didn't work out uh, Cain's way, and what did he do? He got angry, and he got so angry the devil used, you know, used that anger, and he killed his brother. I mean, that's that's. And how many times do we see it on the news today? You see these kids going into school, and they're shooting up schools, or you know, a guy cut somebody else off, and they drag him out of the car and shoot him. You know, just because they the devil is using those moments of where of really the loss of self control to to jump in to possess to to get you to start pulling away from God. And then, because when you've done things like that, when you've acted on that anger, then you become shameful. You become regretful. You become doubtful. You become depressed. And and the devil just goes, yeah, now I got him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna, I've got just this whole arsenal of weapons to just beat him down with from now on. And what you do is you find yourself further and further away from God. You have a lot of consequences to look into. Yeah, right. when you said, I, I could have just, if I just let this guy just, just go on his own business, None of this would have happened, you know. And we were talking about talking about Old Testament, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people remember the time where Moses was so mad at the people, like he just got a stick and like just beat the heck out of a rock and it made water, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, what tried happened it, is, it doesn't work. Right, you got no, Moses apparently. No, that's right. <laughs> but what happened is because he was he used anger and he didn't use God's word because God said collect every, collect everybody. I hear them grumbling. Collect them around. They want water. So tell them this is what I'm going to do for them. What Moses did, he's, he was so mad at them. It's like, almost like they don't deserve this. He got out there and says, look what we did, like saying Moses and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And so and because of that, God was, was told him, all right, because you didn't use my names, my words, guess what? You're not entering your promised land. And what a consequence that was for him. Yeah, that whole I life mean, of For leading, leading and... the people for 40 years and never getting to the finish line. You know, that was a humbling experience. Well, I think it's a I think it's a lesson for all of us, yeah. right? I mean, God God gives us these emotions and these gifts, no matter what they are, and but they they're used for His will, for His good, 
in the moment that we start using these things and allowing the devil to take control of us through those things, like we've talked about the last few minutes, then then God says, look, I mean, you you know you've been raised in the church. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. And because of free will, right, mm-hmm. then, then there's consequences that are both good and bad. And unfortunately for Moses, I mean, that one slip up, uh, that one moment after all the other heroic and amazing yeses to God kept him from the eternal, I mean, from the promised land, mm-hmm. which, which if you translate that for us, means making the wrong decision, allowing our anger and things like that to control us can keep us from our eternal promised land, which is heaven. Well, you know, and, and I was thinking about this too, because I didn't include this, but, you know, like I was saying in the beginning, how like step one, step two, step three, you know, you may not be angry in the first two steps, but then another thing compounds on it. Another, and then you're like, just full like rage. Right. Well, during... During the time we're talking about Moses, I forgot his sister just died. So Miriam just died. So he was probably in grief. And then you had this second thing of people just getting so upset, you know, rebelling again. And, you know, he's like, okay, we did this with the golden calf thing. Mm-hmm. And then we did because you were hungry. God sent manna. And then you it's wanted meat. Right. You wanted meat. So we sent like birds. So, and he guided us, uh, you know, across the, the Red Sea. He protected us with a cloud. So we wouldn't burn up in the sun. He had a pillar of fire so we could see during the night. So it's like, what more, I mean, what more can I do? You know, what more can this, can God do for you? And, um, it, you know, maybe that was justified at first, but yeah. he went too far. Right. You know? And that's, and that's what we're called to do. We're called to have self-control in, in all the moments. And really that's where we talk about holiness a lot on here. That is a moment and an opportunity to practice that, to do the opposite. When, when everything inside of you wants to do something evil, hateful, mean, hurtful, and you, you begin to say no. Like, even though this will give me vindication, this will make the way, change the way I feel, we have to remember in those moments that Jesus preached, love your neighbor, put others first. And that's a moment to die to yourself, to your anger, to the things that you feel you're, you're, you're deserving of or, or a, 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 a repayment for a, for a hurt that was given. You know, those are the moments that we're given by God to, to choose who we're going to be. And what kind of life we're going to live, and they really mold us into the Christian, the 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 son, the the father, the brother, all of those things that we're supposed to be. So, in our relationships and all those things, we've got to start learning that to put others first, right? And that comes with anger too. Like, yes, this may be justified, but you know, like I said, God God tells us it's okay to be angry. Don't sin in your anger. Don't let the sun set set on your angle, and don't let the devil have a playground. So. Well, I hear the music here at the end, so all you saints and future saints, this is a call out. Don't be angry. So we're going to close with a prayer. Heavenly Father, you give us a full range of emotions for a reason. Anger is no different. Help us to only allow anger when it's righteous and justified. Give us the courage and strength to be forgiving and merciful in the midst of our bouts with anger. Help us to practice self-control so that we can use the emotion as an opportunity to grow in holiness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.